Welcome to episode 223 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I am joined by Shell Harbour's speedy son, Ollie Spake. Hi, Ollie. How was your parkrun weekend? Hi, Mel, and hi, everyone. I had a lovely parkrun weekend, thank you. Family holiday, so it's pretty hard to complain about that, although you know, if I'm being honest, I should say I'm tired. <laughs> oh, those people that whinge when they get back from <laughs> yeah. their no. holiday that, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> well, that's it, yeah. I really should have thought about that way to become um, least popular person number one because it really is a first world problem there. We were very fortunate to, to get to go away and it's a, it's a family holiday. I think I mentioned previously it's a family holiday that, well, at least my wife Kathy and her family have been doing for three decades. So um, it was a lovely weekend. We were lucky with the weather. I ran up and down a few too many sand dunes. But, hey, we had fun and, yes, I did get to a park run. And is that why you're tired because you ran up and down sand dunes or is it because you absolutely speedy at parkrun? I looked up your results, Ollie Spake. I saw that you ran sub 20 and came fourth. So here, here's the thing that you beat me on. Well, yeah, look. Wear it with pride. <laughs> I will, I will. It's, it's like 10-1 uh, in, in that respect. So uh, I'm happy to, to claim a one uh, on that front and, and have something. And, hey, yeah, look, I was really hoping for a PB on the the altered course there at Huskisson Park Run or Husky. I'd had a bit of encouragement from the Shell Harbour event team, uh, so the pressure was on, but, you know, it was just such a gorgeous morning. Felt great. And, yeah, funnily enough, just like last week, I think I was fourth there as well. So, um, yeah, stoked. And it said PB next to your name. I saw that and you've that's your third time you've run there. That's right. So I've been to Husky Park Run three times now in total, but the last two times, well, the first time I was actually part of a fairly large Shell Harbour contingent that came down for, a, I think, a fairly well-publicised launch, which was, you know, a fantastic day, and came back t- not too long after that. Uh, but since then, the Husky team have, have had to move the, the course and look where they were originally starting, if if for anyone that does know Huskisson, I suppose I should give a bit of context. Huskisson is a town on the New South Wales south coast. It's a beautiful coastal holiday town and highly recommend it to anyone that wants to get away there. Uh, but it's located around Jervis Bay and the location of the park run was was pretty mint uh, to, to start with. We had a handy spot. It was near the park. It was near toilets, cafes, and even the pub. So you can't go too wrong with that. But yeah, you know, what it did do was it went past a bit of a pinch point near a caravan park, which was again very popular in terms of people. So it was a bit tight there. Since then, they've moved it out to a place called Moona Moona Creek, and previously used to run through that and then across a bridge and wind around and along a straight bit. Now you start, you go across that bridge, you go around, and then it's basically two k's straight out. Then you come across Graham, you turn around. 2K straight back and you wind back around and come across the bridge and finish. So I think it's been vastly improved. (laughs) You lost me at the start. Sorry. (laughs) Sounds good though. Yeah. Oh, look, it it is good. Fair contingent of tourists, which is to be expected this time of year. So it it was a lovely morning. I actually looked up Huskisson once, once upon a time. My daughter was going to join the Navy and Ah. I, uh, 
I looked up where the naval training, officer training place was yes. and where the closest park run was, of course, as, as all good park run tourists do. Yep. And it was Huskisson. That's right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you've got Creswell, the naval base out there. You've got Albatross, which has an airfield. So, yeah, it's a pretty handy spot there for um, obviously any of the, the troops or cadets that would have the opportunity to make it to a park run at that time. Yeah, I think I think there are a few that, that do make it. And did any of the family join you on Park Run Day? The plan was to have the family join me on Park Run Day. And, and look, we weren't even sure whether we were going to go to the other favourite, which is Batemans Bay, further down the coast, uh, or Husky. And it was about 6am in the World Cup decision-making final. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd had, um, had a bit of encouragement because I'd been talking about catching up with a, a very you know, good friend from Shell Harbour Park Run and listener, Michael, and he was going to make it to Husky. So that and the fact that the entire family decided to stay in bed was kind of like the deciding factor. That was the winning goal. Right. Yeah, yeah. So headed off to Husky without the family. But I had my other family in that Michael was there. Michael's been on a bit of a comeback from an injury over the last month and a half and, and has been erring towards some more of the flatter and smoother courses. He's, yeah, tried a few of them and, and this one kind of fit that bill nicely. I mean, mind you, he's he's gone and done a quarter marathon in Gloucester in the meantime. So uh, he's um, a pretty brave man. Yeah, Michael Michael took on the course and, and we caught up afterwards for coffee and brekkie, so that was nice. And we had, uh, just because I've got to say it, we had some of the Shell Harbour Park Run um, <laughs> <laughs> familiar faces, one of the super couples, Corinne and Nathan, who had been down with one of their, uh, with their youngest in a pram, so they were out there. And, and actually, Mel, this was interesting. So I was... Running along, and I'd been told about Graham, uh, who I mentioned before. Graham's a volunteer who's often the turnaround marshal. Looked up his stats after the event because I didn't get to talk to him except that moment when you turn around and you say, well done, you know, thanks, you're awesome, because he's sending you back um, and because he's a volunteer, so he's awesome. But, uh, yeah, Graham clearly is. He's he's volunteered at 90 of the 117 events at Husky so far. Nice. The guy's only done five park runs, but this was Aww. event number 90. So he wasn't there, but they all did a big cheer for him at the start. And I was sure to try and, you know, pass that on to him at the halfway. But that kind of put me into my, my park run endorphin high where I just get a bit enthusiastic and say well done and keep going and good work to everyone that I pass on an out and back course because I don't like anyone to miss out. Oh, bless. Ollie, if you had just saved your energy a bit, you might have got a few more seconds. <laughs> but I was at about 4Ks. I was nearing the runner in front when he told me to pack it in and shut up. <laughs> really? And uh, I could tell that it was in jest, but uh, I did pass him. <laughs> good. Well done. Finished in front and, uh, and then turned and faced him and realised he was one of my best friends from high school I hadn't seen in 20 years. So oh, um, <laughs> the people you see. Small park run world. Small park run world, yes. That sounds like a pretty um, a pretty enjoyable park run morning to me. I, it certainly was. It certainly was. And, and Mel, I believe you got some park run adventuring in as well. Where did you go? How was it? I did. Yes, no, I got to Fair Park Reserve. That had been my goal the previous week. Um, yeah, so, and there was lots of very familiar faces there. So it was a very enjoyable morning. It's always, Park Run's always a fun morning, but just having special people there, it just puts that little different spit on it. 
I caught up with some people that some good friends that I hadn't seen since before COVID. So I really enjoyed that, catching up with them. My mum came. I haven't seen mum a lot over the last 12 months mm. and she came down because Fair Park Reserve is local to her. So she came down and walked it. Uh, it was her ninth event. Fantastic. Yeah. She, she's sort of been all over Victoria at different points with me when I have the opportunity to borrow her and take her with me on an adventure. She went to Kate Reed too, didn't she? She did, yeah. Yes, she, yeah. Well, that was her birthday weekend. So I'm like, do you want to go away for your birthday, Mum? <laughs> I'll pay. <laughs> yeah, she's been to Marimbula and she's been to Mount Beauty. She's been all around Victoria with me. And I might get her with me this next weekend. No, not this next weekend, the one after. I put the proposition to her and she said, is there going to be painted silos? If there's painted silos, I'll come. So now I've got to find if there's... Do you have silo art where in New South Wales? Um, I have seen some well i don't know if it's silos i've look i've seen obviously the um you know the the boards on the street corners certainly the the murals on the walls we've got some some big gas storage containers i've seen art on but silos it's a bit of a thing in country victoria and there's actually a silo art trail uh and they are absolutely brilliant where they're disused silos that get commissioned by artists to be painted then they become a, like a tourist attraction for the community and they you know they bring in interest and people come to to see them so it brings people to the towns and yeah mum's really keen to go and see and previously on other parkrun trips we have you know seen some of the silo art yeah so i'll have to track them down and see if there's going to be some that i can factor in to get mum out on another adventure that's a nice combination, a bit of a, a silo art tour, parkrun art tour. Yeah. All parkruns should have a painted silo. That's what I say. Or something painted at least. Absolutely. But anyway, it was event three of Fair Park Reserve and I had a little trot with my friend Helen. Uh, there was 101 runners on the day, so that's not bad for event three. They've... Uh, one of the events in Victoria that had to wait that was due to launch mm. prior to our initial parkrun pause, then had to wait almost a year and then launch, and then we had an interruption, of course, last weekend. So they were back with event three. That can't mm. have been easy. Well done, Fair Park team. Yes, yeah. they did very well. I understand we've got a bit of audio. We do. We do. Yes, because one of the friends that I had the pleasure of sharing Fair Park with was our very own Tony O'Connell. Ah, well, should we have a listen, Mel? Howdy, park runners! Talk reporting in for the Channel Five News crew. Today we've ventured down to Melbourne. The uh, corona restrictions have lifted, and we've come down to Fair Park Reserve. So we're just out having a wander, walking with a couple of lovely ladies here. I'm walking with Jodie and Lynn. How are you, ladies? Good, thank you. Good, thanks. Jodie, I, I heard a whisper that you did Kate Reed for your first ever park run. What possesses someone to go and do a trail park run with that sort of train for their first park run? It's called Brendan Peel. He encouraged me to do that for my very first one. That's the one he took me to, so therefore I did it. <laughs> well, I, as you know from listening to the podcast, I do like hills and that would be a cracker of a course. And uh, I'd love to get down and see Curly and the gang down there. So, uh, yeah, congrats on doing that. This is Thank your eighth 
park run today? Yes, it is. And what do you think of the Fair Park course? It's beautiful. It's lovely. The greenery, the the animals, the the, the animal noises. It's just lovely. And park the com- grunts. Yes, and the company is lovely as well. And I've got Lynn here with me. Lynn's come down from Cobram today. That's a, a bigger hike than what we've made. Lynn, what yeah. brings you down to Fair Park? Visiting the family and checking out another event. Cool. And what do you think of the course? Oh, it's lovely. Nice and green and smelling the native trees and the great uh, friendly vibe. It's fantastic. And being from Cobram, you're probably looking at the gum trees trying to find your local koalas. <laughs> That's right. Looking for the drop bears. The drop bears. Yeah, no, it's a lovely little course. Follows a um, bit of a creek, I think we'll call it. Yep. And a uh, couple of bridges to go under, which if you're anything over about six foot four, you're probably going to have to duck. Uh, fortunately, at my uh, height, I can stand upright and We're just walk. Right. We're right. Yep. We're okay. Lots oh. of dogs on track. Yes. Yeah, lots, lots of, dogs, of dogs. Lots of people these. out and about too today. There's yes. good to see so many people out using the course. Yeah. And not just park runners, but a lot of the locals obviously using it. Yeah, it's yeah. lovely. We're actually walking under a fairly big road now under a bridge, so you probably pick up the echoes the on the yes. recording. Yeah. Right. And where to next, guys? What's the next next week bring? Hey, to Cobram, run directing. Hopefully Tasmania, and I think we might be doing our park. Cool, that's another one on the list, another road, or yes. an O in your case for your yes. alphabet, so yes. on the way. That's right, fantastic. Okay. Right, we're going to bike back. Bike back. Morning. 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 We're just about to go up a hill, so it's probably a good time to wrap up before yes. we get ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for the quick chat, and we'll yeah. talk later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you. It was nice to hear from Toc again and I enjoyed catching up with Toc on this last park run day at Fair Park Reserve and he spoke to lovely Lynn and Jody. So, yes, those ladies had a nice walk with him. Yeah, great great to hear mid-park run some of the updates there and hey, what a way to start your park run journey, Jody. I mean, I think that's um, that's quite an impressive list already of park runs, ticking off some good ones. So uh, look, at, it sounds like all the cool kids were down at Fair Park. And Lynn coming down from Cobram, she really put a different aspect into the roving report by describing the smells that she could notice of the native trees not many people articulate what they can smell so we appreciate you giving us that aspect lynn thank you very much for that no, that's true i think it's, it's something i definitely take for granted uh because when i think about it that was one of the things that really stood out for me at wagi bridge the other week is just the the, the bird sounds as, you, as you're running around the course there and yeah, there are some fantastic diverse courses uh, that we're so fortunate to to park run at. Yeah, there are some pretty amazing ones out there. While we're on the topic of that, Ollie, mm. while I was stalking your profile, <laughs> oh, yes. I did pick up. <laughs> so there are a couple of other things that you've got up on me. Oh, right. So it's not 10-1. No. Ten, no. 10 So me. you've got yep. a Z. I do have a Z. Yes. I do not have a Z. Ah, well, there's there's probably one way to get a Z, uh, as 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 those familiar with the uh, options across Australia would um, yeah would be aware of. So uh, yeah, I've I've done the weekend trip to Brisbane for the Z 
well and truly. It seemed that mm. I wasn't the only one that weekend. So, yeah, the good people of Zilmira are very accustomed to that. So I might have 10 other letters of the alphabet that you don't have, but I don't have a Z. <laughs> Thanks for giving me that. <laughs> and I also noticed that you've got your ton at Shell Harbour. Yes. To be precise, you have 138 events at Shell Harbour. Yeah. I think that harks back to the days where I used to have the uh, the favourite role of, of um, volley coordinator. So get there and, and help everyone get started and you know, do a role before or afterwards and, and have a run. It's one of those, I think, good roles where you can you can have the best of both worlds, kind of like tail walker or first timers briefing and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I was well looked after there, obviously. Still an important role and a nice mm. job to relieve the burden from the event team. That's it. Put me in good stead to to get used to the the step up with the megaphone, which yeah was was definitely a big step. Yeah, so my event that I've got mm. the most runs at is Berwick Springs, which was my ah. previous home park run where I started my park running journey, and I managed seventy events at Berwick Springs before I um, before touring took my fancy and. Now I'm never in the same place twice very often. <laughs> well, that, that's quite a solid run-up, Mel. 70 events. Would you ever be tempted to go back and, and get the 100 or is that just logistically a little little challenging? Yeah, it's on the other side of <laughs> – it's about it's about 100 kilometres away, okay. Berwick Springs now. So, of course, I would be more than happy to return to Berwick Springs because I'm very fond of it. Oh, chihuahua feet. <laughs> <laughs> There we are. Chico. We missed them. We missed them last week. Oh, it's week. not Chico. It's Bambi. Ah. Oh, yeah. I will say to the listeners, I've abandoned the uh, control room. Uh, last week, there was too many issues with the audio relocating to the control room. So I'm back in my office with the Chihuahuas. With the crew, with <laughs> the production can, crew. As yep. you can hear. And the budgies are on the back deck, Ollie. So Writing the note now. <laughs> Thank you. Increasing the likelihood of me remembering by about 15%, but I'll do my best, Mel. <laughs> Thank you. Now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> Thanks, Bambi. I think, as you were saying, I mean, Berwick Springs. I haven't been to Berwick Springs. Oh, yes. Of course, it's always going to be have a very special place in my heart because it was my, my first home park run and I knew the community so well. And, you know, as you do when you're somewhere or a lot, you know all the faces yeah. and all the people. So I will venture back there on the occasion when the opportunity arises. Yeah, it'll be good to to embrace, you know, new home a little bit and, uh, hey, you've got a Sunday home now as well. So I do. Yeah. And yes, that's what I love about juniors. So since I moved to Melton, uh, Meltown. Meltown, that's it. I love that one. <laughs> because I do tourists to so much and I'm a little bit obsessed, don't tell anybody. Doesn't come across. I haven't really established myself in the Toolan Creek community Um which, you know, my fault. And I am on the roster in a couple of weeks. I will say I will be back at Toolan Creek in a couple of weeks' time. But since I've started the juniors, this is where I'm really getting to know people and meeting people in the community. And that's helping me seeing as I'm relatively new to the area myself. Yeah, I'm making friends and getting to know people and enjoying it. Mm. Establishing a good community there and, uh, you know, a, a a nice bunch of, of junior park runners there. How was it to have junior park run back this weekend after the, the brief, but still 
obviously significant short lockdown in Victoria there. It was good. It was our event number five um, and we we had a drizzly morning. Mm-hmm. It wasn't cold because we've had some we've had some warm weather down here in Victoria, but it was it was a little bit misty and drizzly. So we had probably probably reduced numbers due to that, I think. People mm. looked out the window as they often do and mm. go, Oh, it doesn't look too good. Might stay in bed, not take the kids out. Yeah. But we had yeah, we had thirty five kids. So we were happy with that. That's pretty consistent, so that's something to build on. And uh, we had – so I I had a full roster, which was fabulous because we do need a lot of volunteers for juniors, Mm. and I had my roster full and I was a floater. So Excellent. The utility. Yeah, and I like that because especially with juniors, if – you, you can't because the volunteers need to be validated to be able to step in. So we can't just grab anybody on the morning mm. if somebody doesn't turn up. So it's it's always good to have a couple of spares up your sleeve just in case for, for any unknown reason because if somebody's sick, you know, obviously we're encouraging people not to come to Parkrun if they're sick. So if someone wakes up and their kid's got the sniffles or a cough and they can't come, that's fine. Completely understand. And we just want to be prepared to be able to, you know, problem solve that on the on the day. So yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to I'm trying to fill my roster every week with a couple of spares up my mm. sleeve. So I was the spare this week, which was fine. I was just floating around um, after the event started, and then I spotted I spotted a woman sort of rushing towards the start line with with her son, and I went towards them, and I said, oh, you know, uh, are you here for park run? She said, yes. You know, we we had a bit of trouble finding the start. We're a bit late, and we'd already said ready set go the kids had already gone off on course Mm. and I just went oh oh I didn't want to turn these people away you know it was their very first park run they were all excited to be here so I just said to the little boys are you ready to run (laughs) 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 goes yeah so I just grabbed him and we went running to I said if we can catch the tail walker we'll be right so off we ran and uh we ran about, I don't know, 200 metres and he needed to stop for a walk. So yep. I got on the phone to the marshal, the turnaround marshal. I said, stop the stop the tail walker. Yep. <laughs> We've got a latecomer. Yeah. Excellent. We got, so We got out there and, yeah. You caught up? We caught up. Caught up. Yep. And so. he completed the park run, his very first park run, and he quite enjoyed it. So, yeah, it was a successful morning in that respect. The junior park run usher. Excellent. <laughs> I was the backup tail runner. Yes, the extended yeah. tail. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Yeah. That was nice and I felt good that, you know, he didn't miss out. But, of course, I wasn't there when Abigail came over the line. Ah. I wasn't there for her to come up and tell me what number she was. Oh, so di- did we hear, Mel? Did, did we hear how she went? We did. I recorded a roving report with Abigail. Abigail. Oh, well, <laughs> we have all been looking forward to hearing how Abigail has has been going. So uh, maybe we should have a listen and and look while we're at it. We'll, we'll we'll listen to the informant too, shall we? Okay. All right. Good morning, adventurers. It's Melissa from Ainsbury Heritage Trail Junior Park Run, and I've got a very special guest with me today. I've got Abigail. Hi, Abby. Hi. What number did you come today? Um, twenty-seven. Wow. Have you had twenty-seven before? No. And what was the course like today? Um, it was really fun. Yeah? What was the weather like? Um, it was rainy. Just little bits of rain. But that doesn't matter. 
Did you mind? No. No. And, and I'm wearing my sister's hat. Are you? Yep. It's very pretty. Thanks. Who did you run with? Um, mostly Zoe and Alicia and Summer. And what did Mum do today? Um, she was run director. Did she do a good job? Yep. What about Dad? Yep. But he didn't run when I told him to. Oh, maybe next week. All right. When his shoulder's better. Yeah. Thanks for talking to me, Abby. No worries. See you, see you next week. Yep. This is the informant. These are unofficial stats. They may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. They are only current at the time they are collected, with a 100% chance of an error from time to time. There were no event launches worldwide again this week. However, the majority of events were free to return from COVID lockdown, with just a few local councils and landholders holding out for a sunnier day. 447 events ran worldwide. We had 412 events run in Australia and New Zealand, with the remainder taking place in Japan, Russia and remote UK territories. Down under, we had just under 50k runners, with 49,946. Despite most of us complaining that we have put on COVID kilos, the PP features prominently in the stats. A COVID record of 7,134 PBs were recorded. 2,420 people in Australia and New Zealand participated for the first time. 223 reached their 50 milestone, 110 reached their 100 milestone, and 11 reached their 250 milestone. In the ACT, we have 10 new Territorians, Wayne Bayliss, Emily Potts, Irene Bomacanti and Paul Kelly ran at Coombs, David Kelly, Hayley Cuttle and Richard Dantas ran at Ginandera, David Matthews, Derek and Linda Allen ran at Gungarlan. In the Northern Territory, we have four new Territorians, with Aldo Conti running at Darwin and Tanya Mace, Rebecca and Bruce Payne running at Nightcliff. Rounding out new statesmen, we have Jonathan Morgan, who ran at Mount Barker in South Australia. Over on our most Aussie New Zealand events list, the biggest mover of the week was Chloe Bailey, who moved up nine spots from 201 to 192 at Wallaby Track. Meanwhile, we had four runners moving up eight spots from 217 to 209. Joanna Henderson at Pioneer Dairy, Barry and Katrina Crossley at Mount Clarence, while David Ray continued his streak at Jindabyne. In the top 20, Kevin Muller moved to equal 16th at Gladstone, Kathleen Wallington moves up two spots to 13 at Pioneer Dairy, and further up the list, Ros Burrell moves up one spot to be equal 8th, at SS Cooper Trail. A new segment for stats is the biggest Wilson mover. This week it has a parkrun adventurous of old flavour to it. Luke Crozier, a regular at Westerfolds, increased his index from 2 up to 10. Your friend and mine, Melissa Erbacher, moved from 9 to 23. Perhaps Mr Scott Trickett could call in and tell us his W index. P.S. It's 13. My biggest mover on the Wilson chart and the final stat for the week is Brad Carr, who jumps 29 from 33 up to 62. This has been The Informant, and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours. Did you enjoy listening to Abigail, Ollie? It was very exciting to hear from Abigail. 
She's done well. Well done, Abigail. That's um, that's a fantastic effort. Number 27, wasn't it? I think so. Yes. <laughs> and, and nice to hear her turn, you know, I think a junior park run in spite of the weather into a fun day. So, uh, yeah, really love hearing about that. And thanks for capturing that, Mel. Oh, you're welcome. And the informant's sounding a little bit more relaxed this week, not as surly as normal. <laughs> yeah, 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 kind of, kind of missed that tone, really. <laughs> and there was no launches this weekend uh, to be had anywhere in the parkrun world. Mm, yeah, we've got all all that excitement out of the way for our, you know, our, our events that are fortunately starting to to get off the ground there after many delays early in the month, and and now we're we're getting to a bit of stability, dare I say, in Australia and and. Obviously in, in New Zealand and, and you know, some other select parts of the world too, but good to see our Victorian and Western Australian park runners back you know, as part of our Saturday and Sunday events. Can you please touch some wood after <laughs> you've just said that? <laughs> yes, wooden desk. Stability in a pandemic. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's uh yeah, it's clearly it's not the case in so many ways. So, you know, we'll, we'll certainly cheer for them, but look forward to having more stability further afield. Did he say 412 events this week? Mm. Yeah, that's huge. We're slowly creeping back. What, what, what do we still be not even a quarter of no. post uh, pre-COVID? No. <sighs> yeah, look, and, and I suppose, you know, globally from a context perspective, hopefully as we see all of our Northern Hemisphere brothers and sisters moving out of the winter, yeah, hopefully there are some rays of hope there because there has been very tricky conditions that so many have been going through. You know, well done to everyone once again getting out there and not park running, getting out there for a walk or a run whenever you can, managing through all kinds of, of lockdown environments. But again, with a, a ray of hope, seeing um, some people getting the vaccinations now. Hopefully we will see you know, some of those trends continue in a much more positive way. I was listening to With Me Now on my drive over to Park Run this week and I was listening mm. to Nicola say that uh, spring was in the air, so that's good to hear. Got some improved weather over there in the UK. Yeah. Uh, look, and we clearly haven't experienced it in Australia and certainly not in New Zealand um, in, in the same way that so many other parts of the world have. But I know, you know, even personally, that the the difference in the weather. Maybe it's because I just love summer so much more than winter. But just feeling a bit of sunlight, feeling a bit of warmth, um, feeling a change in the season, it did help. And you know, hopefully, that spring in the air continues. Did you catch the last episode of With Me Now, Ollie? I haven't yet. No, no. Oh, Nicola told a story about going for a two-hour run and losing her car key on her two-hour run and all week, oh, Nicola, I felt for you when I heard you say that. And every run oh. that I've gone on since, I'm paranoid and I keep feeling my pocket, you know, continuously mm. during my run to make sure my key's still there because, yeah, it's the worst fear getting back after that run and not having that car key in the pocket. I'm grabbing the wood desk again i mean that's never happened to me i know when my brother was much younger he used to take himself off surfing and lock the key in the back of the the back of the car and wasn't any kind of uh, modern car so it would always involve trying to uh, yeah break into his own car which he became quite good at not <laughs> not the sort of experience that anyone wants to go through no look uh, one thing i did catch up on Mel was um, another thing from the the Parkrun day just gone. Seeing um, 
you know, some support out there at Wynnum Park Run. Um, so saw on Instagram actually a, a couple of park runners that had um, turned out in pink in support of uh, of a movement that's obviously been very close to the heart at Wynnum Park Run. Small steps for Hannah. So that's a a movement for those who aren't aware um, that arose out of very tragic circumstances um, where a year ago Hannah and, and her three children were tragically victims to domestic violence. Her family and, and obviously those that have been close to her have started this movement to educate, advocate, fund and, and support activities to halt that cycle of domestic violence that sadly affects so many. But it was really heartening to see, and I, I love it, you know, when a park run does this, you know, obviously we're not there to be charitable events necessarily and, and it's not necessarily the, the best fit for every park run. Every park run's different, but clearly when it is, you know, so close to the heart as it was for clearly many at uh, Wynnum Park Run, fantastic to see everyone, you know, turn out in pink and, you know, contribute and promote the awareness. Congratulations to everyone. Keep it up. Yeah, well done, Wynnum. Look, I suppose looking forward, we're still also feeling uh, somewhat excited after last week's chat with Toc about Palm. Yes, and we have had some suggestions for costumes for the dress-up night. Some feedback, maybe not enough feedback for my liking. We'll have to work (laughs) on that. (laughs) What have we got, Mel? Okay, well... One of the uh, suggestions was from Simon Mackley, mm-hmm. our very own quiz master, and his suggestion was a tropical theme. Very apt. Yes. I like I that. I thought so. I like that one. Yeah. I approve. That could easily be fruity, but it could be so many other things. So, yep. Hang on a minute. I'm looking for a suitable sound effect to say I approve. Okay. What about this one? Oh, yeah. I've used that before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, and then Sonia Polman. She suggested uh, represent your own home park run. I like that that would involve a lot of opportunity for interpretation, which is fantastic in fancy dress. I mean, for someone who lacks creativity like me, it'll probably give me many sleepless nights. But you could have some pretty cool options there. I just see you covered in shells, Ollie. Yeah, that, that's probably it. I mean, lately I could come as a snake. Oh, it's snake what? season. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> But again, yes, creativity. I don't even know what I could be, Toolin Creek. Well, would it be your home event or would it be your favourite event? Oh, that would be a bit awkward if I didn't (laughs) say my home event was my favourite event. Could could we really mix it up and say come as your top three? Ooh. (laughs) Or you could come as your your dream park run. Yes. I could just come as a bushy park tree. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, oh, or, a, or a sulfur flat. <laughs> yes, yes. Good grief. Oh, yeah, I'll Don't come, I'll come yeah. in a, like with a mud mask <laughs> <laughs> wrapped in a towel. I'll put a towel on my head and have, have a mud mask on my face and I'll be Perenga. How about that? And then we'll see a whole <laughs> bunch of emu costumes rolling out as well maybe. Uh, and, 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 okay, moving right yes. along, <laughs> Tracy Wood suggested an Aussie theme. Which I like very much. And Peter Pullman went left field and suggested fruit and veg. Hmm. I want to know if he's trying to bring in the pineapple. Yep. Well, again, there, there's a lot of opportunity there in fruit and veg. I like this one. You could really mix it up. But I still think there's more 
more ideas that need to come forward. I like the idea of a masquerade. And then our informant can come and he can be <laughs> yeah. have his identity um, sufficiently protected. Well, that yeah, that that's exactly right. I mean, maybe everyone should just dress as the informant. I picture him like the Stig. Yep, helmet. Is it a bodysuit? No, it's a. It's obviously it's a racing suit, racing track suit, <laughs> but a flashy one. Yeah. I don't know how tight fitting the informant would like his costume to be. Well, I think you know you, you've got to puff it out a bit. Just so that so that you keep everyone guessing. He could be like the Tin Man. See, this is this goes back to my Wizard of Oz. Well, yep, yep. This is where my Wizard of Oz theme could really work. The informant could be the Tin Man, or just keep him behind a curtain. Just the voice. Oh, we just need a, a, he could be a, a mobile wizard. curtain rail. Yeah, that's oh. it. Can we please vote for Wizard of Oz? I want to start a movement. <laughs> well, it sound, it's, well, yeah, I, I see how you got me there. Yes, very <laughs> clever. I was going to say movie theme. Didn't even realise. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, can be, Mel can be Dorothy. She's got the costume. We know that Urbeckers will be all over that. Oh, wow. I'll be the Green Witch. But that No, look, look. I'm sorry, Mel. That doesn't give... You can be an Oompa Loompa. Mel, the opportunity to create a new costume, and you know, I don't want to deny her that. Oh. <laughs> who, who can I be, though? Sorry? You can be an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> or, or a flying monkey. I like the flying monkey, actually. Yeah, I'll be the flying monkey. Okay. <laughs> Hannah can be an Oompa Loompa. Oh, well, maybe if I suggest that to her, maybe she'll come. <laughs> Don't like my chances. Yeah. No, look, thank you, everyone. They're great suggestions. Sounds like Mel's raising the bar a bit further, but, <laughs> you know, poll might help us decide here. When we figure out how to do that. Well, and we've had some good suggestions too. Thank you to those that have reached out. So I, I think we'll we'll find a way. You know, we've got some, some tools at our fingertips and, you know, with a couple more suggestions... It'll be pollster time, surely. It'll be what? Pollster time. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to be home back at Shell Harbour next week? I will be back at Shell Harbour next week, yeah. I'm run directing again. I feel like it's it's probably time for me to make an appearance back home. So, yeah, a brief stint back at Shell Harbour, back run directing. And look, looking forward, I'll, I'll certainly be looking forward to seeing some of the rundown undershirts for rundown, un- or sorry, park rundown under day. Ooh, yes. I've seen some posts popping up about that. There's some excitement brewing about that. That's it. So for anyone that, that isn't aware, and I'm not sure how many of our listeners wouldn't be aware, but um, if you're not aware with rundown under, certainly jump on a Facebook and, and have a look, or you might find your local park run promoting uh, the rundown undershirts uh, popping up. Um, I think certainly Scotty and Mel had, uh, was it Travis, the founder of Rundown Under yes. on the pod previously? So I remember hearing Travis. Yes. So oh, great, to, great to see the shirts out hopefully and um, a bit of promotion. So I will look forward to being back at Shell Harbour and, and welcoming everyone there. What about you, Mel? Oh, so my park run day next week yes. is in the planning. Okay. I've got an adventure on the cards. I haven't booked accommodation yet or figured out the logistics. Okay. <laughs> That's all arbitrary. <laughs> but you've got the event. Yes. Okay. I've got to get to, I don't know if it's Lewis Heyman or Louis Heyman. Ah. It's the last event I need to again regain my statesmanship, uh-huh. which is this coming and going thing that <laughs> that's very hard to keep up with. 
Catching up on the wave. Yeah. So anyway. That's exciting. That's exciting. So there's a bit of planning still to go. How far afield is Lewis Heyman? Oh, I can't remember. Three hours uh-huh. something around that ballpark, I mm, think. Mm. Country Victoria. I've got to go north. That's north. all I can remember. Excellent. Yes. Hopefully with some from with some friends, hopefully. That'll be very exciting. I'm not very coherent today. <laughs> well, it has been a good chat. I think, you know, we've obviously had a good chance to, to catch up. You know, we're still soaking in all the excitement for uh, for Palm from last week's chat too. So it's all racing around in the head. Before we even know it, it's going to be upon us. If I'm not mistaken, Mel, next week is March. It is. And we've got a special treat next week. I've got another way that I can beat you at something. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so the quiz master is going to come on and he is going to have host versus host quiz for us next week. Simon McAlee will be with us. For real life March madness in March. Yes. And do you remember the first March Madness, Ollie? Look, I don't remember it too clearly, Mel. I'm a little scared to ask. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I might have been on the first March Madness as a contestant. Ah, and how did you go, Mel? I won. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. No pressure at all. (laughs) (laughs) Long-time listener, first-time answerer. So, yeah. (laughs) We will see. Simon, I hope uh, I hope we have some New South Wales questions in there that, that I do justice. Maybe he better run them past the informant. He can be the adjudicator. Do we even know what state the informant's from? Or territory. Um, oh. Mm, no. No, and I'm, the bag's not asking him. Hopefully one of them will help me. <laughs> I'm going to need the help. But I look forward to that, Mel. And as always, if anybody would like to send us correspondence, give us some feedback, ideas, or just tell us how wonderful we are, feel free to drop us an email at parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. Or quiz hints. Pardon? Or quiz hints. (laughs) Well, you better send them to the quiz master, not to us. (laughs) Look, Mel, I know it's a shorter one this week, but... I guess that's uh, that's time to wrap up. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, and thank you, Mel. Always a pleasure, Ollie. Chat to you again next week. 